Hello, we would like to welcome you to Hopeville Conversations for Women, led by two of our pastor's wives here at Inglewood Baptist Church, Jody Aiken and Carolyn Reese. It is our prayer that you rest in the hope only Jesus offers through God's Word in our conversations today. Welcome, ladies. We are thrilled that you're back with us today on Hatefield Conversations. Uh, we've got a special treat in store for you today. But just to remind you, I'm Jody and I'm Carolyn, and we have some special guests with us today. We've got Tommy Ann. Hey, guys. And then we've got Tracy T Dub in the house. That's right. <laughs> See, can you you can do right now? We're going to have a blast on this episode, yeah. so you want to stay tuned to this. And I have a gut feeling we're going to end up making this part one and part two. I'm just yeah. saying we're going to have a lot of fun. But uh, these two ladies, as our guests, um, they are missionaries that t- typically serve internationally across the waters. But due to COVID, we have the special honor of having them here with us, and we wanted to take advantage of that and introduce you guys to them and and vice versa and so we're super excited about it we are we're so thankful for this opportunity to have y'all so we're glad you're here um i'm gonna go ahead and open us in prayer be great lord thank you so much for this opportunity um first of all to dive into your word with other women believers what a blessing that is and i pray that this time will be an encouragement and um even a challenge for us as we study your word and the truth of your word and and hear from these ladies that are faithfully serving you. I pray that you'll bless their ministry um, abundantly and um, that their service to you will be pleasing and honoring and that this time together will just glorify your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. You know, when thinking about the word calling and when god calls us to certain things there's typically a story behind that now god has called us all to glorify him he's called us all as christ believers to share the gospel and get that message out to bring them to the cross and it's up to him to to save others so that's our all all of our callings but there are unique callings as well and i know for the two of you there's been unique callings on your lives. And I would love for us to learn a little bit more about, um, you know, how did that come about in your life, that that specific calling from the Lord to go on mission? Mm-hmm. Tommy Ann, you want to start us? Sure. Um, mine is back in 2005, and I had the opportunity that year to go on a couple of short-term mission trips internationally. And I was single at the time. And... Um, one trip I went on and I felt like I was so thankful I went on that trip. I saw the Lord work, but I was able to come home and just get back into my regular life. And the next trip I went on, um, after the trip, I came home and the Lord just uh, would not let me forget what happened on that trip, the people I met on the trip. And um, just my heart was burdened. Um, I like to say it was just discontent in a life that I had no reason to be discontent in. And at that time, I was single. I was working for a bank, and I thought, hmm, what in the world is a single woman going to go and plant a bunch of churches? Like, what in the world would I do on the mission (laughs) field? So I wasn't really sure about that. But again, the Lord just kept bringing it to my mind, bringing that country to my mind. And so I went on the website of the company that we work for, the International Mission Board, and I saw they had an opening in the finance office. 
And I thought, oh, I can do that, you know, in yeah. my own strength, in my own gifts. I can definitely handle that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Obviously, you know, I was wrong there. But um, so I was more encouraged that there was a fit for me on the field, um, but I was still a little hesitant about going. And um, the Lord really just humbled me through a verse um, that was um, – in First Corinthians, uh, for consider your calling, brethren, that there were not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble. But God has chosen the foolish things of this world to shame the wise, and God has chosen the weak things of the world to shame the things that are strong. And that just, I really, you know, I knew that it didn't matter what my actual abilities were to do accounting or finance, that it was going to be the Lord through me that would make any positive impact through that assignment and um, after that I just had a great piece and I signed up and went to work in the finance office um, for a region called East Asia awesome that is fantastic oh, I love yeah. that I love that too Tracy oh boy <laughs> <laughs> I have a really long answer and a short answer so which one would you prefer <laughs> let's do a middle one okay, yeah. <laughs> okay. So the short answer is, how did the Lord call my husband and I to the mission field? We serve in South Asia, but we're empty, empty nesters. And so we have two grown children and grandchildren that have been born since we've been on the field. So um, he called us to the field. I just The short answer is because I read my Bible. I know it sounds kind of sarcastic. No, I love that. But... Um, I came to hear about Christ and hear the gospel for the first time when I was 28. And so I did not grow up in a Christian family. And so at that time, I just dove into reading my Bible. And I just remember paying attention to the words in red. Yeah. <laughs> and so very early on, I, I read Jesus commanding his followers to go and make disciples and you know, him promising power to us uh, in Acts 1-8. Mm-hmm. And, and as we go, he, he will help us and that, you know, he'll never leave us and forsake us. And I read stories of, you know, people telling others about Jesus, like his disciples, the people in the early church in the book of Acts, and read the story of the Samaritan woman and the demoniac in Mark 5, how, you know, just as soon as they believed, they were compelled to go and share what their experience was. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think from the beginning, I understood that it was you know, a command, just like when you read, do not lie and do not steal. Mm-hmm. And um, besides that, understanding then the truth about heaven and hell made me want to tell the people I knew because everybody I knew was lost, including my family. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would just like, you know, James and I were trained to do evangelism. We went through like the faith training Mm -hmm. and um, we were actively sharing where we were, where we lived in our community and where we worked. Mm -hmm. And so it it almost seems like just a natural progression for us in our life. Um, So when the opportunity came to our small home church to go on an international trip, we just, signed up to go it was just that simple it really wasn't a question it was yeah there's people when we became aware that there's people in the world that have never heard this and I'm like yes that's right because I'm from North Carolina I've lived in North Carolina my whole life and until I was 28 
I'd never heard the gospel. Mm-hmm. And so understanding that, we just signed up and we went. And, you know, we came home very excited. Uh, we saw poverty and lostness. And we knew our lives could never be the same mm-hmm. and that they should never be the same, honestly. And we just, that first trip was to Kenya and we stayed there for two weeks. And even after coming home, we were very involved with the ministries there. And we just knew the Lord was, we just, we told our families one day we're going to live in Kenya. We wow. just had that. Yeah. We just knew it. And, mm-hmm. um, but through a series of other short-term trips to India, and other places, the Lord really did speak clearly to us through His Word and as we prayed. And He also used other believers to affirm not only the call to move and live overseas full-time, but He also changed the location from Kenya to South Asia. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I love – no, that's good. That's good. I love that. I love how each story is individualized, but, you know, God's Word is so powerful and so – it's just we talk about it being living and active, and it's so applicable to every situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, can y'all share a little bit about what your day looks like? Your typical day serving on the field where you serve. Um, a lot of people might not know what missionaries overseas do, and so could you share just a little bit about what you do? Who wants to start? <laughs> They're debating right They're now. They're debating. <laughs> yes. So, what does a day look like yeah. in our life? Serving on the field. Just a typical day. Never what we planned. (laughs) 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 So in training, we're told, and we both went to the same training, Mm -hmm. um, if you are, well, first of all, it's like eating an elephant one bite at a time. (laughs) But if you are a to-do list kind of girl and you need that checklist to check off every day to feel like you've accomplished something, here's the best advice we've gotten. Um, hold off on writing that, that list, mm-hmm. wait until before bed and write down what you accomplished, mm-hmm. put a check mark and throw it in the trash can <laughs> <laughs> because you won't get discouraged that way uh, because you actually, you mm-hmm. know, you won't discourage yourself by having 10 things to do and you end up, I, Tommy Ann actually, before we ever went out, um, on the field, we were friends. Mm-hmm. And so she, I just remember you telling me a story about taking all day to find a light bulb. <laughs> so if the first thing on your list is just to find a light bulb and you have 10 more things, you're going to be very discouraged by bedtime because uh-huh. the only thing, and you may not have even found it that day. Yeah. So yeah. That's oh, hilarious. I get that. Yeah. Like reverse planning. I've heard that before because I'm a to-do list lady. So yeah. But if you write down the stuff that you actually got done, that's exciting. That's right. <laughs> that's but exciting. really is, I think we're both asked this question more than any other. Mm. Um, But it's very hard to find a concise answer because Mm -hmm. every day is different. I think the better answer is if you just take a chunk like a week and try to think about what a typical week looks like because they're all different. Every day is different, and then even this week is not going to look like next week Mm -hmm. because there's just so many things, so many parts of the elephant that we're trying to eat at the same time. Mm -hmm. But I just jotted down a few things. So, Tommy Ann, just jump in if you want to add some stuff. It's never a dull moment. But a typical week may be something like this. I'm going to take a deep breath and do David Platt Secret Church style. (laughs) Monday, abiding time in the Word. Ten-hour day out in the village doing evangelism with our national partners or other believers. 
add on a couple of hours of traffic on each end of that day because of uh, living in a South Asian megacity of over 26 million people, um, you're going to be sitting in, in traffic for a while. Yeah. Eating a pack of peanuts for supper that you buy as the guys walking through traffic, selling them for about a nickel apiece, um, sitting in bumper-to-bumper traffic. Uh, when you get home, a shower, personal Bible study time, um, post prayer request in a secret Facebook group, um, and pray and go to bed. Tuesday. That's just Monday. Wait, wait. I'm, I'm, I'm excited that you got a shower. Yes. Well, that's, congratulations. Really, that's, important. that's the first thing you do. Yes. Uh, so I might have to skip all this because yeah. every day is really long, yeah. but... Uh, we might have language study for a couple of hours mm-hmm. the next day. We might have an admin day scheduled because we have to do reports mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, research people group information and uh, meet with our team, our American team, meet with our national partners, mm-hmm. uh, study the word, um, pray, have prayer time, write a newsletter, uh, call home, talk to your partnering churches, uh, talk to people who are looking to come serve on the field and answer their questions mm-hmm. about, is this the right place for you? Um, there's just so many things. Wow. The next day you might, you know, just meet with your national partners and uh, talk about problems that they're having in their house groups or situations where people are sick or um being persecuted and Mm -hmm. what to do and uh, planning time for upcoming teams that are coming. You might have a call with a team leader who, you know, you're walking through different steps to bring a team over. Um, Mm -hmm. Oh, boy. Uh, Tommy, I jump in here. (laughs) Uh, uh, Thursday, you know, going back out to the village for another 12-hour day. Uh, Language is in there. Mm -hmm. Cooking, cleaning your house, going to the grocery (laughs) store. Um... Yeah. And, you know, cooking is not quite so easy when you, you don't have the, the things, the ingredients that you're used to having. Mm-hmm. And, you know, always being prepared to speak when you go to church. And that's a work day to network and things like that mm-hmm. with different pastors and what you got. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is an excellent representation of a week in anyone's life overseas, I would say. Mm-hmm. That is a great. I mean, you just don't think about all the things yeah. that you have to get done in a in a day, in a week, and just definitely echo what Tracy said. And I'm a very type A personality, came from a finance background, very numbers oriented, very schedule oriented. And she is right, you can just throw it out the window because let's say you plan, you know, we work with our national partners who we love so much, but they normally are not very schedule oriented. And so you might, um, plan to have a lunch with them and get home at 9 or 10 at night because after lunch they wanted to take you around to see people, um, prayer walk, which is great. I mean, we're not, that's what we're there for, but you can forget anything else you had planned for that day in that meal in the crock pot you had for dinner. Oh, no. So, I mean, it's very um, true what she said. And when you have a life like that, you just have to be very intentional about what you do. Mm -hmm. Um, Kind of, what do you call that, double multitask Mm -hmm, and mm so um often you know it takes us a long time to get our groceries purchased Mm -hmm. we're not running to Harris Teeter with our card and hitting the meat and produce and dairy and you know the prepackaged goods all at one time those are all different stores and so when you go to the vegetable market you know you meet a lady you build a relationship with her you always get your vegetables from her and every time you meet her practicing language even yeah it's it's a great Mm -hmm. um 
assuming that they speak the language you're trying to learn. (laughs) 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 And I just copy what she says and realize that's not even the language I'm trying to speak. (laughs) But but just, you know, sharing the gospel with her, like that's how you, you know, she needs to trust you. You've come up with this in her mind, foreign God that you're trying to... um, introduce her to and you know you know she doesn't accept that on the first time you know it's a relationship building process where she can trust you and again praying that the holy spirit i mean you know i can't convince her of anything because the holy spirit in her mm-hmm. that is opening her ears mm-hmm. and heart to what he's saying through me so mm-hmm. um all that preparation into going to buy vegetables because you want to make sure you're ready in your second language wow. to present those things yeah so yeah. Wow. It sounds like relationships are like mm-hmm. the key to your mm-hmm. ministry overseas mm-hmm. and and language would what a challenge that would be. But <laughs> right. And to be flexible, be what's that phrase? Be fluid. You mm-hmm. know, like water, be be willing mm-hmm. to be molded and yeah. Wow. wow. That's a good that's what a good insight. Thank yeah. you for mm-hmm. going through that. Better be ready when you're getting your groceries. But you know, it's the same here. We've been here. We were supposed to be here only six months. Yeah. <laughs> we're into our 14th month, I think. And, you know, I mm. run into South Asians at Walmart. Yeah. And so, you know, even let's be ready to share here. The nations are here. Absolutely. Oh, yes. Yes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. that's pretty incredible. So just kind of moving on in the conversation, I think. Most, I hope all Christ believers are able to have a testimony of God's faithfulness in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, but for you guys specifically, we'd love to know a little bit about how you've seen the faithfulness of God play out in your mission field and in your life personally. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that you've <laughs> you've got a lot of stories, yeah. but let's just kind of uh, if, if each of you'll just share one. Yeah. One stands out to you. Um, I feel like I'm in a season of receiving Mm -hmm. just God's faithfulness poured out abundantly to me. So it's hard to narrow down one story, but I'll just share about our last six or so months. Um, We served um, in a country... Oh. So last you heard from me, I gave you my call as a single woman. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah that's right. <laughs> but since then, I, I'll just catch you up a little bit. Since then, I was in the finance office there, and I met my husband, who was um, serving in East Asia as well. So we came back to the States for two years for him to go to seminary, and um, we had been back married on the field for 10 years. So my husband had lived in the country where we served for 13 years, and I had been there for 10 years. And we, uh, in the last six months, have had to unexpectedly leave that country, leave our ministry, our friends, our home, our possessions, um, what we thought was our identity. Um, and it, w- it all happened um, quickly at a time. You know, we knew eventually we would leave, but we just didn't know it would be right now. Mm-hmm. So just through that, God has shown such great faithfulness in both of us, my husband and I, just um, having just a peace that passes all understanding that He is sovereign and mm-hmm. that in no way caught Him off guard mm-hmm. and um, that He will be glorified mm-hmm. in the situation that has made a what we think of as a negative impact on the country we had to leave, just religious persecution. Mm-hmm. So um, just great faithfulness in just giving us 
Um, we had several months of limbo that we didn't know what would, we would do. And as I told you earlier, I'm very type A. But never did I have anxiety or fear or doubt. I just had this overwhelming peace that the next step for us would be even better than what we left. And he has just been so faithful to give us a new job assignment that we honestly couldn't have written something more perfect for us. So we we're just super excited to get back and get started and so thankful mm. that he's given us this opportunity. Only God can bring that kind of peace mm, and that right. kind of yeah. you know, turmoil, really, yeah. of what that potentially was to leave mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. And unexpectedly and, mm-hmm. and those hopes just mm-hmm. kind of dismantled. And there mm-hmm. it goes to prove again how you know man plans his way, but God directs his steps. Yeah. And just what a testimony of God's faithfulness to mm-hmm. pick that up. So mm-hmm. that's awesome. What about uh-huh. you, Miss Tracy? Oh, boy. <laughs> Um, there's just so many to recount here, mm-hmm. but to sum it up, maybe it's every promise I've ever read that he made to me. Mm. He's kept everyone. Mm-hmm. He's I been faithful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not one has failed. Mm-hmm. And he's faithful to build and plant his church for his own glory. Mm-hmm. And he's been faithful to two ordinary people who had ordinary jobs. Mm-hmm to let us see extraordinary things. Mm -hmm. Um, We've seen him heal people. We've seen him go to great lengths to save someone, even though we tried our best to mess it up, our team. Just a little short snippet. Sadanan is an Indian man living, he's a Warley UPG, living in a village on the outskirts of this mega city that we drive to, to the villages. And we had a team there sharing, evangelizing this area, met him. He was interested, gave us his phone number to follow up. We sent our partner in to follow up. And what we didn't know is he went to the wrong house. And the person said, I'm not interested. Get out of here. Don't want to hear another thing about Jesus. So he marked him off his list and went on because there's many follow-ups following a short-term team. Uh, and so another partner of ours um, went to another place, and Sadanan happened to be there, but they were following up someone else. And Sadanan was nearby and said, wait, are you, are you talking about Jesus, um, some bald-headed white guy? <laughs> <laughs> a, few, uh, a little while ago was telling me about this Jesus, and I wanted more information, and he never came back. And so what we found out later was our other partner had gone to the wrong home Mm -hmm. and actually didn't go to his home. And so how faithful is the Lord to him that he's not going to let him slip through our hands Mm -hmm. and our feeble efforts. And so he's just been so faithful to uh, one prayer before we left was we're leaving our our church family is our family, Mm -hmm. very supportive of us uh, where our you know, natural family, not so much in what we're doing. Um, And our friends, we've invested so many years and, you know, being friends and having these relationships and our children. And so our prayer was that, you know, God would give us friends and family where we were moving to. And we have a great, and he would raise up national partners and laborers in the field. And he's just been faithful to all of those things to us. And we have a great family of national partners 
and um, he's just been faithful. Uh, when our grandchildren were born, we were sad that they would not know us like normal, like a normal life. You know, mm-hmm. grandparents see you on the weekend or whatever. They mm-hmm. can come to your plays and come to your birthday parties and mm-hmm. even come to when you're born. Um, <laughs> but he's really been faithful to knit our hearts together with them, even on a FaceTime call. And when we can see them in person, we're just really, really close with them and have a good relationship. So I don't, that's just, I think I said it was going to be short, but it ended up being long. (laughs) So sorry. Oh, but also uh, in our first year, I got very sick. I had multiple parasites and Mm -hmm. I've been very sick Mm -hmm. the whole first term. And he's just sustained me and just helped me to endure Mm -hmm. and still um, be productive. And so only he can do that. Absolutely. So he's just so faithful. Mm. He's going to accomplish his mission. Amen. That's, <laughs> That's right. I just love how God just sprinkles his faithfulness throughout our story, like just yeah. giving us just little snippets of his grace and peace and faithfulness along the way. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. It's awesome. So, ladies, would y'all share a little bit about what your life verse is, a verse that stands out to you? Um, you can share a little bit about how um, – you kind of clinged on to that verse in your life and how God's used it throughout your life. And if there are a couple, that's okay too. <laughs> One verse that has been very meaningful to me during this season of my life, or a few verses, is in Lamentations. Mm-hmm. And um, Lamentations is a book about just what it's called, laments. And what is a lament? It's an expression of grief or sorrow. And um, my verses are in chapter 3. And if you look at chapter 3, the first 20 verses, it's just Jeremiah complaining, lamenting, expressing grief about what's going on in his life. Um, He is complaining so much that if he was writing this today, he could start it with, I'm just saying. <laughs> but, so that's like 1 through 20. He's just saying all his problems. But in 21, it starts with the word yet. Yet meaning in spite of, still, even though, nevertheless, of what all I've just said. Yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. And in this season of my life, and many, you know, carrying throughout my life, no matter what difficulties or sufferings I feel that I'm walking through, I can always cling to every morning. Great is his faithfulness. Mm. Oh, I love that. That's I love good that. stuff. Amen. So good. Yeah. Mm. Same. <laughs> <laughs> you wish. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, share. Awesome. So we got together before this and chatted, so I agree that I do have a few different life verses, but I kind of put them down on paper and made sense of them in this way, that uh, this first one, it reconciled my past Mm. and helped me make sense of it Mm -hmm. as God saw it because I thought different things about it, but I was wrong. So he helped me to see really what it was clearly. Mm-hmm. And that's Genesis fifty twenty that says, you intended to harm me, which I read in my heart as the enemy intended to destroy me mm-hmm. uh, from things that happened early on in my life. But God intended it for good. 
to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. So that, I mean, it really is, I don't throw that verse away because it is who I, it's weaved into who I am, Mm -hmm. but it's reconciled. It's, it's put behind me, Mm -hmm. but I can also bring it up when talking to someone else. You know, God says he comforts us so we can be a comfort to others. Mm -hmm. So it's never far out of my reach, but that's my past. But to give me purpose for my present and my future is always the second Corinthians five seventeen through 20, where we're told that if anyone's in Christ, we're a new creation. The old man, the old woman has <laughs> passed away yeah. and uh, the new has come. Uh, but really it goes on to say, and I do, I, I have a colorful past and, you know, there was a lot of things happening in those 28 years. Um, but, for my present and my future, it goes on to say that, you know, we're reconciled to God. He's given us the ministry of reconciliation that, you know, not only is it for me to be made new, it's for others to be made new. And so I'm an ambassador for him mm-hmm. wherever I am mm-hmm. uh, to be the salt and the light and to make an appeal for people to be reconciled to God and uh, to implore them on his behalf. Mm-hmm. And so that is really something that is just ongoing through my life that, you know, it's not just that I'm a new creation, but it's for a purpose. Mm -hmm. So he saved me on purpose for a purpose is how I love to put it. Mm -hmm. Um, But then the third one I would have to say is second Samuel 24, 24. And that came to me three weeks into landing on the mission field where before we left were empty nesters, grown children. The joke among friends, our age was, Yes, we'll probably get the call that we'll be grandparents, ha, 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 Um, thinking it would be far away in the future. But three weeks after we landed, we get the call that we're going to be grandparents. And I'm going to tell you. Wow. I was happy on the phone. Mm -hmm. And when I hung up, I went into my bedroom and closed the door and bawled my eyes out Mm -hmm. and cried and lamented (laughs) to the Lord and because you're going to be so far away yes because Mm -hmm. we were we just arrived we were not planning to be home in three years Mm -hmm. so thinking about the sacrifice it's it's a sacrifice for the Lord right right Mm -hmm. so as I was crying out though I'm listening to the Lord I'm making a list to him. I love it. I'm just going to have to be honest yeah. and just I've tell it that. like yeah. it is. We've all done that. <laughs> where I'm just crying out, really? <laughs> Lord. And you know, he can handle it. Yes, he can. Um, so, Lord, haven't we done everything that you've asked us to do? We have sold our home. We've left our children. We've left our friends. We all the things, the possessions we had in this life that we worked our entire life because you know we're not spring chickens. We just sold it at a yard sale for a dollar, and we did all of that joyfully mm-hmm. for you. And I and and you asked me to leave my sister who was diagnosed with breast cancer, and I'm the only believer in her life, and you asked me to leave right in the middle of chemo, and we did that. So I'm listing all of my sacrifices, right? Right. And so he almost is like, psst, grab your Bible. (laughs) (laughs) So swollen eyes, I grab my Bible, and he takes me to Abraham Isaac's story where, you know, 
He's going to sacrifice his son. And somehow I end up um, on the subject of sacrifices, I guess, and come to 2 Samuel 24, 24, um, that says, I will not sacrifice to the Lord my God something that has cost me nothing. Mm -hmm. And so it's almost like he was saying, should don't start weighing out your sacrifices with me because I will always win. <laughs> Jesus will always win that argument. Mm -hmm. I will never sacrifice as much as he sacrificed. And so I say this is timely for this season because it's almost like you have even just being in the Christian life. Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't matter if I'm a missionary that we're called mm -hmm. to daily sacrifice. And so to follow Jesus is going to it cost us something. Mm -hmm. And so no matter where we are, I mean, yeah, our life can be hard and exhausting where we live. Mm -hmm. um, but so this one's near and dear to me right now. Um, I can go on about different things, but no, I think that's, that's good. about it. <laughs> that's so good. good. And it's a good reminder for all of us that, yeah, the Lord is worth anything right. that we would sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I well, I was, I was going to say, too, um, talking about life verses, the one that I've been anchored um, with over the years is Philippians 4, 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so through... Um, through life's hard times and the anxiety that comes and everything. And I have a very fragile mind mm -hmm. and my heart is wicked and deceitful and deceitful. And I have allowed myself to be led in so many different wrong paths before, but to be able to go back and go, but the promise of this right here that I cling to is that he's going to guard my, my mind and my heart once I mm -hmm. um, bring all that to him. And it's, it's like kind of in dovetails into what you're saying about those sacrifices that mm -hmm. through all of that, I just see him uh, speaking through his word, guarding and girding up that heart and that mind and just saying, it's going to be okay. Right. Because what you're doing is not just glorifying me. This is so, the, the, the picture is so much broader and bigger yeah. than what you think it is even right now. That's right. But it is a heartache to, to have to. Uh, make some of those sacrifices and, and not see, you know, life happening in such a way. So, mm -hmm. but as I was thinking about our conversation just now, um, this verse in Philippians came to mind. It's Philippians four nineteen. It says, and my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches mm -hmm. in glory in Christ Jesus. So every need that we feel um, when we're listing out those things to the Lord, which I think we all have had times where, look, this is all happening right now. Mm -hmm. And God it reminds us he's going to supply everything we need. Um, and that's just his loving kindness and his faithfulness just poured out in our life. But according to the riches of his glory in Christ mm -hmm. Jesus, um, right. he gives us those things that like that perfect piece that you said, Tommy, and just mm -hmm all those things that he knows we need and he fulfills them just in the right way. So I love that. And the great thing is he replaces our trinkets. Mm -hmm. Like in the beginning, mm -hmm. I'm listing out some of these things that, you know, they don't matter. But in time, he he's like, he's shown me since that time, the real treasures. And so if you ask me today, what I treasure it's the brown eyes that light up when they understand the gospel. Oh, that's mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. And if I would have held on to those trinkets, I would have missed it. 
Mm. Because it's yeah. a, the eternal matters is what yeah. matters right. <laughs> more and than. He's so faithful to transform our desires, I think, through, right. you know, when we're serving, when we're obeying mm-hmm. and being refined by him. Because this whole process, I know, has to be really sanctifying. Mm-hmm. Um, and a believer should be sanctified throughout their life. But um, that he transforms what we count as treasure in our life and. He's so faithful to do that. I love that. He's good. good. But like I said in the beginning, I had a feeling that we probably should make this a part one and part two. Already? (laughs) I know. (laughs) This is just rich content. And uh, I I know that I've already gleaned so much from you you ladies and just this conversation as a a whole. And uh, I really do feel that this has been a hope-filled kind of conversation. Mm -hmm. So I'll close this in prayer. And um, those that are tuning in, and listening and joining us uh, we you've already had a taste of what these ladies have to bring to you today mm-hmm. so I really want to go ahead and encourage you mark on your calendar for the next episode that's going to come out where we're going to dive into a little bit more about um, who they most relate to in the Bible and we're going to talk about these specific uh, they happen to be women one in the Old Testament and one in the New Testament so you do not want to miss it mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> it's going to be good good time together and all that so if uh if you'll join me and we'll pray god you are so faithful and your purposes uh for our lives are far beyond than we can even fathom or imagine and thank you for that father god that you are bigger than our biggest idea you are bigger than our our biggest want and cravings that we have so god i pray that um as as we go from this conversation that we would go back to your word and spend time in your word and look at those red letters and be reminded of your sacrifice your love your faithfulness and your compassion of what you um have done uh, for us Father God, and in turn, Lord, I pray that we would seek to know what you would have us do for you with our lives, to be a drink offering, to pour out for others to know you as their Lord and Savior as well, Father God. I pray that you do a marvelous work um, through these conversations, Father. We love you, we praise you, and we thank you in advance. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Don't forget, tune in soon. Mm -hmm.